Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Yes, hello and welcome once again to this week's edition of Without Bias. It is with thanks to The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2.30pm. You can stay engaged with the sport and also for Apia, we're all about possibilities. Call 13-50-50 Apia. Get set and go. Jack Heverin joined by Australian Jackaroo and a man who needs no introduction on this show, but he will certainly get one anyway, and that is Barry Lester. Baz, good evening. Yeah, g'day. How are you, Jack? Uh, doing a great job down there, mate, and uh, I wish I was always sitting next to you or alongside <laughs> you, tearing up uh, uh, like we used to, but it's always good to be on the show, mate. It is, and we'll have a chat to James Wilson a little bit later on, who's doing some fantastic work in South Australia with participation and programs. Um, last week when we caught up, it was Melbourne Cup Day, and there was a bit happening in the background at Burley Heads. How did the night end up? Uh, it was a really good day. We had, um, especially the guy we get in for to do uh, all the cocktails so that's very very popular so uh on cup day if you're probably not having a win like myself um (laughs) maybe you got to turn to a cocktail to cheer you up (laughs) so that was pretty popular and yeah a really busy day i think we almost got to maximum we're allowed to have 120 inside the venue and then quite a number of them chose to go outside and try a bit of barefoot so are bowls clubs, for those who are listening outside of Queensland tonight, are they back to being the, the sort of central hub for social groups and not just for bowlers but for, for those looking for a good fun day or fun night again? Without a doubt. We've had to change a few things here at Burley Heads. We, we conducted a SWOT analysis earlier in the year just to look at things we need to really focus on moving forward. And then when COVID hit, it probably worked out pretty well because one of our weaknesses was that we didn't really have a uh, an outdoor space uh, that was quite large for sitting and, and just socialising and having maybe something to eat or drink. And, and that's what a lot of people really do want to do now. Um, and that's why Barefoot Bowls is such a winner. You can do it out outdoors, social environment. And, and um, if you choose to have a few drinks or something to eat while you're having a game, whether it be a Christmas party, you can do all those things. And right across Queensland, we're booked out between now and Christmas, and I know a lot of other clubs are as well. So, very popular activity. Without giving away, obviously, all of the trade secrets, but for for clubs who maybe aren't as social within their community, Baz, what's a good way to get started? What's what's a starting point to at least let everyone around know that the bowls club is a good day or a good night? I believe going to the people. You can't sit back and wait. You can't hope the phone rings or your website's doing enough or you know you might have a bit of social media you've really got to go to the people uh, even if it's one or two of your members jumping in the car or walking the streets you've got to be on first name basis with people who run and own businesses locally uh, your emergency services police fire real estate all your community businesses and just basically say we believe we've got something that can offer you and that's a, a game of barefoot bowls a really good, fun uh, environment for you or staff or, or so on, and and just say, listen, we, we, our doors are open to you whenever you want to come down. So go to them, uh, tell them what you've got to offer, and then just hope that they, they do decide to come down. And then as part of that as well, I mean, we talk about mindset. Just about everyone's on board with this now, but do you have to almost have the mindset that having people through your door, that not every single one of them is going to be a pennant player for you every Saturday, that a social membership is is fine? Yes, for sure, because the thing is, uh, it's like anything. You've got to try before you buy, and Barefoot Bowls is, is that experience of trying the game. You think, wait a minute, 
and then you go, oh, I wouldn't mind getting a little bit more serious about this down the track, and then you might look to take it up. And, you know, it, it may be any particular thing in, in any walk of life that you try something, you go, well, it, I really like the look mm. of this, and I wouldn't mind coming back. So Barefoot Bowls ticks all those boxes. They've got to start somewhere. They're not going to walk in the door and go straight into pennant or straight into competition. And uh, that soft entry is really important. And, and it's how the members are trained to do that as well you know, on making sure it's a really fun environment in which most clubs are and, and the, the facilities uh, you know, really appeal to, to local people to come down and give it a go as well. Hopefully some good advice for those listening around Australia. If you're not involved from a social aspect or your club's not, there's a couple of good steps to get involved. Now, from a, an Australian point of view, Normally, we dedicate a bit of time on this show to talking about what the Jackaroos are up to and, and obviously upcoming events. This year is not the case, and we already know that the calendar has nothing in it for 2020. We're going to lock and load and, and basically look forward to the Bowls Premier League at the start of next year. How do you go about it as an Australian athlete, knowing that it's still a, a bit of a gap now between your next formal competition? Yeah, I think the hardest thing is um, not the unknowns. So, but you can only, I guess, hope that it all goes to plan. So, yeah, there's unknowns, but if you're preparing as much as you can each day, week in, week out, um, I, I suppose adhering to as much as you can from an on-green, off-green performance, um, that's what that's what you want to be doing. I hear other athletes quite regularly say, you know, I don't want to be peaking right now. There's no mm. point. You know, I don't have a major for six months, but I'll work my way up to it. And that might work for them, might not work for others. So um, I think, yeah, you've got to find... Uh, different different strategies to make sure you stay up and then you've still got to get then your time away as well um, your, your quality time so um, I think for me it's probably writing things down writing my goals down whether it be um, every three months six months or one or two years and then just making sure everything around that competition is in line leading up to it the Jackaroos are so close. I'd imagine it's challenging trying to keep that closeness and that relationship going when you're basically trying to do it by a WhatsApp group at the moment. Yeah, we've got pretty much all the social media streams covered. We've got a few chat uh, groups as well as our regular Zoom meetings, and we've had uh, different themes every time. We've had different... Um, yeah, each person's got their job in, in running the show. Um, we've had some, some really high-profile athletes, worldwide athletes, come on our shows. And um, Louise Savage, you know, a few months ago, to have her join us for a, a Zoom meeting with the Jackaroos was phenomenal. You know, what a what an amazing athlete she's been for so long. And so we've, yeah, we've worked on a bit of motivational stuff and a little bit of inspiration. But I think collectively, if we're working together and being in regular contact, we can continue to motivate one another from that close close knit point of view. It sets it up for a massive year next year, doesn't it? When you think about what's up for grabs, and, and I'm just looking from a commentary point of view, and that's, that's only half of the events, it, um, it could be an enormous year for you and the Jackaroos. Yeah, and concentrating on what you hope you will be playing in and concentrating on what the year should look like, uh, you're, a, you're a kid in a candy store, really. You just, just can't wait to be around the teams again, the players. Um, and, you know, I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen my coach, Steve Glass, for a long time. <laughs> I haven't gone with seen, haven't seen him this this long in a lot, a lot of years, and 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 that's you know, and that's an important part from an athlete's point of view. Very lucky to have regular phone calls and and spoke to speak to the high performance staff regularly with our weekly check ins and that. But um, you know, I miss all my coaching staff, uh, all the regular players that I can't see. So um, yeah, it's it's important we stay connected. But ho- hopefully, the year can can go ahead as, as 
near as possible to what we want it to be and, and get out there and, and put into practice mm. um, all the hours we've been putting in and, and preparing for. So, um, yeah, it's just a, a huge calendar and very exciting. And, and I suppose for the internationals, um, we saw in the lead-up to the Commonwealth Games in 2018, Baz, that they were all coming over, all very early, trying to play in a number of different events at Broadbeach in the lead-up. We don't know what it looks like for you know May and June and next year, but I suppose in an advantage for the Jackaroos, they, they may not have that same opportunity, or it might be a limited opportunity. Yeah, very correct. Yeah, it's it's hard hard for everyone, and the more we can probably try and capitalise on that, the better. And only looking at twenty twenty two Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, we were set to go over there a few months ago and and get used to their conditions and greens, etc., and and climatise and that, and we couldn't do it. Yeah. So that um so that will be something that um, we're looking at and looking at a plan B to to get around that heading into those conditions. So. Yeah, you've got to make the most of any home ground advantage you get, whether it's at your club or state or international. And, and yeah, as soon as we can and when we can, we'll be trying to do that. What's happening in Queensland at the moment? Um, for those in Victoria, they'll be aware that restrictions changed last Sunday and that some non-contact sport with, with extremely tight protocols can begin soon. How's it been in Queensland? Well, things like putting all your jacks that you would normally pick up with your hand and, and uh, pass it around and stuff like that, our jacks aren't to be used by anyone outside the rink. We, we put them into a milk crate that then gets dipped into a bucket of sanitizer. And so then our jacks are sanitized. The same with our mats. We give them a spray. Um, you know, so from a from a um, COVID point of view, we're trying to do all we can with our, our um, equipment, etc. And to con- continue to educate uh, all our members and visitors that, that is imperative that we keep doing that just for general health and well-being as well. So that's, that's, as we say, the new normal. But in terms of events, it's been a really hectic schedule the last six weeks with state championships. Uh, and like we said, the, the trip up to Cairns, north versus south, that was a great event. And we've got some big tournaments coming up. So we're hosting a big tournament this weekend here at Burley. Uh, big prize money, two full greens and you know, a really big triples event over a couple of days with Ryan Bester and other big names coming down to play. So, But once again, as soon as they arrive, they will see our COVID plan, um, our COVID safety plan. As soon as they arrive, it's on display and we remind people of what they can and can't do and, and, and everyone cooperates and we go out and play. Baz, as always, great to catch up. We'll do it again next week. A, a bit to talk about. There's going to be different topics for us to work through each and every week, obviously, but as it gets closer and closer to the end of the year. That means we get closer and closer to more events happening for 2021, which is very exciting. So stay safe and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much, Jack. Barry Lester joining us on Without Bias. It's all thanks to Apia. We're all about possibilities, dedicated specialists who are there and ready to help. Call 135050 Apia. Get, set, go. We're going to talk local bowls next with James Wilson from Bowls South Australia. Welcome back to Without Bias. Fantastic to have you with us. It is with thanks to The Bowl Show. We stay engaged with the sport Sundays on 7-2 from 2.30pm. And for Apia, we are all about possibilities called 135050. If you like what you're hearing tonight, jump online, check out The Bowls Australia website. There's a club finder there. You can click, you can put in your postcode, and before you know it, you'll be finding a club just around the corner from you. And clubs are the lifeblood of the community, but clubs need the support of people at a higher level to make things a reality. And our participation and programs managers at Bowls Australia do an outstanding job. And today, our local legend is James Wilson. And this is uh, all thanks to Bowls Australia. Local legends wanted just up the road from you is a green. Search Bowls Club.
clubs near me. I love talking to people in these roles and, and to talk about what they're doing to help clubs and to build participation. James, thanks for your time. Good evening. Good evening, Jack. Thanks for having us, mate. Mate, you've been in the role since 2019. September, I reckon it was 2019, if I'm right. So just over a year. How have you found it? Yeah, correct, mate. Uh, yeah, love the role. It's, it's uh, so varied. Uh, no two days are ever the same. So I'm actually uh, gobsmacked that it's already <laughs> been uh, 14 months or so. It's just gone so quick. The obvious thing to start with is COVID and, and how this year's been because it's it's been a year like no other. And you know, I think about so many local sports clubs and in this particular instance, we're talking about bowls clubs. There, there's no roadmap, is there? It's the way out and how to generate income and how to generate members and, and get participation happening again. It's it's a hard one. Yeah, you're right, mate. There's no silver bullet. There's never going to be uh, a one-size-fits-all approach at all. Uh, we've been very lucky here in South Australia. I mean, our clubs have been reopened since sort of the best part of June onwards. So our clubs have done well, but there has been obviously that decrease in trading and, and very tough restrictions to, to handle. Uh, and it's just about supporting our clubs to adopt best practice and to make the best of the situation. And uh, a lot of our clubs have gone virtual and have actually found other ways to generate income through this time. So uh, you are right. But uh, yeah, what's working at one club isn't always going to work at the club down the road. So we've always got to be on our feet. Have you seen a an increase or a decrease, or what have participation numbers been like since things have returned? I've still been pretty steady, to be fair. I thought um, thought that we might get a little bit of a drop off, but it's actually been quite um, quite positive. And, and a lot of, uh, I guess, the older bowlers that we do have in our clubs um, often would go to Queensland or the Northern Territory or somewhere warmer during the winter, and haven't been able to. So they have been participating a lot more at. Um, at club level through that period. But then conversely, we've actually seen a quite a uh, significant increase in participation of social programs. Okay. And a lot of people just wanting to get out in the community. Um, they're starting to see the value of supporting their local towns or travelling within their own state um, and playing bowls, as well as uh, those that potentially didn't get to play their football or netball or soccer season. Uh, wanting to use their bowls to fuel those competitive juices over the summer. And it's the sort of sport that's pretty cost effective it's very easy to play there's not an enormous amount of rules it's an easy one to pick up isn't it yeah absolutely and uh, everyone can play together so your whole family mm. or uh, whoever you are you can play at the same time so it's really inclusive as well james wilson joining us he looks after the participation and programs in the south australia region for bowls australia in conjunction with bowls south australia talk to us about jack attack it's I mean, it's been described as barefoot bowls, but better. Uh, it's very much a model of the Bowls Premier League that we see on TV. Again, talking about how easy this sport is to pick up, do you find that this is the, the quickest way home to get people interested, is to get them involved in Jack Attack? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So Jack Attack probably, for me, exists in a marketplace where the game only goes for an hour. So it's quite a big uh, part of the, um, I guess, the pathway of getting people into the game of bowls. And uh, often a lot of the barriers are the time that bowls does take to play. Um, so for us to uh, appeal to those people who are busy uh, and have it over and done within an hour, and especially families, because we can have our club running events that are over and done with within an hour and a half, and the kids are home in time uh, to go to bed for school the next day. So it's actually a great place to start your bowls journey before you start taking it a bit more seriously. And, and you've got some clubs, I think Christie's Beach is one of them, where they're, they're, they're sold out basically, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They've uh, only got room for fourteen teams, and <laughs> they've managed to get, managed to get fourteen teams. So they're uh, yeah, they're home and hosed, and 
it's their first time running Jack Attack and they haven't had a night program for some years and most clubs in South Australia do run a pretty successful night out and, and Christie's Beach hasn't been um, so fortunate in, in that space of late. Uh, but they've hit the ground running and they've got some great teams and, and great communities and they've already actually signed up a number of members to uh, come and play socially at their club and it's been it's been a, um, a godsend for their club. It's, it's a fantastic national program, Jack Attack. And then the extension to that, obviously, James, is Junior Tack Attack, uh, Jack Attack, where you are targeting the, the younger generation. How is that being implemented and, and enjoyed in South Australia? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the bowls pathway is there for anyone at any age, so... We start as young as actually this week. I'm doing a session for some kindergarten children up in the hills. So um, they're four years old. So the little tackers will have a good time with our phone-based equipment. So it's all safe and, and light and enables them to get involved in the sport. Uh, for, for us, I, I run a bit of a, a model of I'd rather show than, than tell. So for yep. me, I go out to the schools and I, instead of saying, hey, uh, Mr. PE teacher, can I chat to you for half an hour? I'll say, hey, get me a couple of classes for an hour and let's run some clinics and let the kids play and you can see how our program works. Um, and we've actually had an, uh, an increase in 2020. So in 2019, we had 13 schools take on the Jack Attack or Junior Jack Attack program over four weeks. Um, whereas in 2020, even with COVID, we've actually seen 32 schools go through the four-week program wow. so far. So we're um, obviously really excited about that increase. And I guess for, for me and for, my, for our clubs here in South Australia and across the country, it's not about getting your next pennant bowler, your next state bowler at six, seven, eight years old, but those uh, students and those kids are active members of their family still um, and are dependent on the parents to get around. So it's actually a way to attract parents in that 30 to 40 or even early 50 age bracket um, or even new grandparents into clubs who may actually become a member of your club and and engage with your club moving forward. Hey, yeah, before I let you go, tell us about the South Australian Super League. Um, this sounds very, very exciting and a, and a great state-based initiative. Yeah, it's, uh, it was basically the, the echelon. It's the elite competition here in South Australia, and uh, teams are filled based on regions and based on a draft uh, after those regional spots are taken up. So we have eight franchises. Uh, and we play an eight-round season throughout uh, sort of October, November, and then into mid-December. So currently we're uh, four rounds in. The uh, the Northern Knights are, are leading in the A-grade comp and have after finishing bottom last year. So a bit of a bit of a switch around for, for them. And and it's a great opportunity where we play a singles, a pairs, and a triples league uh, in a fast format with super ends. And it's very similar to the concept of the uh, the Bowls Premier League. Uh, and there is also there's a league comp as a reserves comp and under 21 competition. So it's great to see, uh, well, every week at least 16 people under 21 playing bowls uh, week in, week out. And it's generally held at Salisbury, but yep. of late we've been heading on the road to try and take it out to some of the suburbs. I love it. It's a fantastic concept, that, and one that I reckon might catch on around Australia. James, thanks for your time, um, and the work that you're doing in the South Australian community is awesome. So keep it up, and we appreciate you joining us tonight. Thanks, Jack. James Wilson joining us, the Bowls Australia Participation and Programs Manager for the South Australian region there. Just a a bit of a snapshot of how busy the role is, how all-inclusive the role is, but how important the role is as well. James is our local legend, and you can be a local legend because local legends are wanted. The Bowls Green is just up the road for you. Search Bowls Clubs near me. Massive thanks to James and a massive thanks to Barry Lester. Don't forget this, and every edition of Without Bias is up on the podcast for you. Go back and listen to the ones that you missed. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. 
sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.